Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Espresso. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheers for being here. I'm in a great mood today. It's actually the afternoon and I'm having an afternoon coffee. Good luck to anyone that sees me this afternoon, hey? (laughs) I have to head into the city for a leadership program that I'm doing. I have to be completely honest, I'm batching so far out. I'm batching this two months before you guys are hearing it. So I'm really up to date at the moment. I've got real good flow um, with podcasts, with life, with business. So just, you know, just letting you guys know that I'm in a really great place. And I'm excited that you guys have tuned in. I know that you're here for the ridiculous banter of my own that I have with myself at the beginning of the episodes. Uh, So I thought I'd provide that with you today. And I think I'm losing my voice, which is really not good and concerning because even more information, I'm actually recording this episode the week of my marathon. So if you follow me on socials, you might have to go back two months ago and see how I went in the marathon. But yeah, pretty nervous. But using that nervous energy to bring you guys some really good content because I find that when I have nervous energy, I think really well. And this is what I always say to you guys, like go with the content, like go with the flow when it comes to your marketing. There's no, you know, don't wait for the moment where inspiration strikes. Don't wait for the time in your diary, sorry, where you've put out content batching. If inspiration strikes, you need to go with it or write yourself a note so that you can go with it when you do have time to batch. But that's actually not what today's episode is about. That's just a little like really long intro. So not little. I had a question raised to me a couple of weeks ago in a, in a masterclass. And that question was around markets because it's really, it's really interesting. Like a lot of business coaches out there and a lot of people online, um, marketers and, and everyone, they scream the roof down about this idea of like, you got to pick one market. And I'm going to do an episode that's coming out in a couple of weeks more on niching. So I don't want to go into niching today, but what I want to address is that when you do have different markets, because this happens, you may very well have different markets. And in this case, it was actually a florist that I was talking to. I was conducting a masterclass. Um, I'd been asked along to, to host. It was absolutely awesome. So grateful for the um, opportunity. And the question was posed like, I'm a florist. And obviously all my clientele is different. I have weddings, I have events, I have people that have, you know, weekly deliveries of flowers. I have husbands that come in to buy their flowers, sorry, (laughs) buy their wives, sorry, flowers, joking. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like there's obviously the big days like Valentine's Day, there's, you know, flowers for funerals, there's all of these different things for a florist. And it raises a really good point because it's not just obviously florists that have this challenge. There are other product-based businesses or there are other service-based businesses that, of course, service different parts of the market. And the question here was, what does my messaging need to be? Because all these people's pain points are entirely different. And I argue that actually at the core of it, there will be a single thread that has all of these people tied together that they want flowers. And I think that thread, for example, in this case was something like people want to beautify their space or they want to use flowers to give an emotion or, you know, show that they care. So I think the underlying messages here could be around beauty, care and things like that, like finding these core things across each market that obviously link back to what it is that you do. Because at the end of the day, regardless of your business, you still provide beautiful flowers for, for spaces, right? Like, and they invoke emotion or whatever it is. But for example, taking it away from floristry, 
in my business, for example, I definitely have different markets that I target and it's been the bane of the of, of like my existence in a way because a lot of people have challenged me and been like, no, you can't have different markets. And it came up because for me, I obviously, my podcast market is entirely different to my corporate market. I, I do get some corporates that listen to this podcast and I love it. Like I love that I get CMOs listening because I, I would li- like to think that, you know, we could be buddies and also I can provide a lot of value or be a sounding board for them. But then also I obviously get a lot of smaller businesses, people thinking about starting in business, people that have just started that may not have the money to work with me. So people would argue, well, why create a podcast for those people that might never buy from you? But they're not going to buy from you maybe maybe now, but it doesn't mean down the track they're not going to want my help or, you know, like I'm in here this for the long haul. Like I'm not, I didn't just decide to create a podcast because I felt like it and I wanted to join some like mad like trend. And this is why I always talk about don't do things for trends. Like if you want longevity in your business, it's about finding these core foundation things that you want to do because at the end of the day with any marketing that we do, it's going to take our time. So you better well enjoy it. And finding these key threads through all the different markets, like I've got three things that are completely true to anyone that buys from me. They're either got no pipeline, they're overwhelmed, or they have no time. And by that though, no pipeline's pretty obvious. Like there's no leads, the business isn't growing or it's grown to a point and now they're finding it's finding it stagnating. And that depends on obviously the market that I'm talking to. The overwhelm. In some businesses that I work with, it's the fact that they don't have a team that's aligned. They have a team that's like, no one's working on the same page. No one's working together. They're all siloed. In businesses that don't have team, the overwhelm is coming from the fact that they don't understand how to do the marketing. So like even the businesses with team, they're doing marketing, but they're, they're obviously overwhelmed because like the, it's not being done right or there's, you know, there's issues there and there's maybe a skill gap or a knowledge gap. And then the no time is obviously like they might not have the right systems and processes. They're working in the business, not on the business. So they're riding the roller coaster. Like these things are consistent regardless of the market that I go after. Because one of those three things is going to be a driver for my market. And, you know, it's about finding for you, it might, there might be five things that you can talk to across any market that you work with. You, you'll have the guy, like, for example, my 90 minute sessions, they're so affordable for people that need them and just need like two or three pieces of advice from me or like just a small amount of time with me. And then there's obviously the other end of the scale where I'm doing full strategies for businesses that are huge, you know, $50 million businesses that like forgot about marketing and they're just tacking it on because they went to agency and now they don't believe marketing works. So it's the same for your business. If you've got, if you're trying to reach different markets, which all like, I would argue that a lot of people have this problem and a lot of, you know, coaches or a lot of other marketers, they're like, oh, we'll just cut off one of your markets. Just don't deliver your products. And I think there is definitely benefit in being really succinct and really clear in what it is that you offer. And I 100% believe that, but it doesn't mean you're not going to be succinct and clear, but not have different levels that you offer for different markets, because you might enjoy working with a different range of people to make your life a little bit interesting. So I really just wanted to highlight this point and say, when you're dealing with that, and it is a case, firstly, you have to highlight how people can work with you. That is a no brainer. And you have to remember to like tell people there are different ways and make sure your website's really clear on how people can buy from you. If you have any any kind of fluffiness or anything that's not making it super obvious, 
what it is that you offer. Like you don't, it needs to be black and white. There are no shades of gray here, my friends. People need to know how to buy from you. That is the one thing where you cannot leave it open because, you know, you, you'll you just do individual things for people. Like, yeah, sure, you might tailor it a little bit differently, but the general gist of it has to be very clear so that people are like, yep, cool, that's what I need. That's And there's going to be a single thread or several single threads that run through regardless of your market. So finding that, and I can't obviously give you the answer to that if I'm not working with you, but finding that, like I, I really encourage you to, to do that based on all the different markets that you are going after. So I hope that's helpful if you have all these different markets and you just think, shit, I don't know how to market to these people. And also remembering like if your markets are in different places. So for example, if you know that you've got one market that's predominantly on Instagram, then mostly talk to them there. And yeah, you're going to have to make different sort of content. And that's okay. Like my content on LinkedIn is quite different to my content on Insta. My content on Insta is really heavily podcast focused. Um, it's really heavily, you know, jigged towards people kind of getting a lower end strategy from me or just spending 90 minutes with me or just listening to the podcast, right? Because at the end of the day, obviously, if I can monetize the podcast, that's a huge win. I love doing this. I'll do it for free for the rest of life if I have to. But if I can make money off it, why wouldn't I? And then I can obviously do a lot more for you guys too. But that's what I'm saying. Figure out what that underlying message is for your market. Write it out, you know, that you can chuck on a whiteboard and then start working to that because you're going to find there'll be key themes that do go across regardless of your market that you're specifically targeting. So I hope that's been helpful. I've been rambling for a little bit now. Have a great week, guys. If you need anything, you know where I am. Reach out, say hey. Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in Potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.